Blog Talk Radio. Priestess and the Cauldron, a podcast featuring Elvira Love and Deborah Voith, two out-of-the-broom-closet professional witches with over 70 years combined experience of making magic. This is a show on the LMC radio network. During each episode, Elvira and Deb will help you create rituals cast spells, make potions, and much more besides. They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long-ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Deb, take it away. (laughs) Wow, well... I always love the take it away. I'm like, okay, we're going, we're going. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Um, my name yeah. is Elvira, and I'm here with my co-hostess, Deb. And we are, at this time, looking at our uh, subject for tonight. will be uh, healing past life intrusions. And obviously, the entire month is, is about balance of shadow and light. So, this point, we will kind of go into our normal little conversation of what we've been doing, you know, in the last week, and then obviously dive into the subject. So um, I will kind of start with it's cold. It's below uh, most of the freezing temperatures. We've had snow, and then obviously Deb also, but uh, everyone says, but you're in the south. You're in Arkansas. You shouldn't have snow. And it's like, no, we have snow. And um, I actually spent a minimum of five days in my home based on there's no travel. It's, you know, the roads are either snowed and then they plow them or they're slick because they've refrozen. So um, I don't have four-wheel drive. I don't have, you know, massive truck that I feel I can, you know, get out on the road and do all those wonderful things. So I've been home with my, you know, dogs and the various things that I do, which, you know, range from laundry to clients. And at this point, um, I actually, I have found, you know, California, where I've been living, both southern and northern, we don't have snow. We have, you know, we have had in northern California a couple of times over the years a little snowfall and, you know, higher mountain areas in our area. And everyone freaks out and, you know, of course, there's, you know, no, people don't have references. But truthfully, since I've been here, I have learned some different things. And this year, I actually learned about rock salt. And, I mean, let me put it to you as the miracle of miracles. You throw it out (laughs) and it will eventually start to dissolve, you know, the snow. And it will help keep the ice down. And I experienced this this year when I went and got some and then threw them out and after I shoveled the snow off of my porch and walkway going to where my car is because I have to start the cars. They aren't being used, but 
because of the weather, you need to maintain that. So I've learned certain cold weather um, experiences that I'm sure many other people are going, oh, yeah, that is so old hat to us. But to me, it's been a real experience. So other than that, you know, it's just been kind of personal. I call my mom, my, my daughter. I call my, you know, friends. I go, hi, how you doing? Is it, is, how's it going over on your end of the world? And then I get off and go back to what I was doing. So interactions have been slim, and I'm glad to be on the radio show. And I turn it over to you, Deb. <laughs> hey, um, yeah, well, I'll tell you, like this past week, um, for me, was mostly spent um, having COVID <laughs> or uh, COVID cabin fever because I've been stuck in the house. Um, so this, um, this like variation of COVID just seems like it gives you, uh, like a really, really coarse cough. Like I would cough and cough and nothing would, you know, be moving <laughs> anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I had some mm-hmm. like really, really bizarre body aches uh, and chills, like just in weird spaces, like, um, the back of my head, the top of my ear, um, <laughs> on the side of my knee, like just oddball places. And, um, you know, and so there was like, you know, weird body aches, chills, a couple nights of um, very much major insomnia. <laughs> and so I was um, pretty pretty low energy because I first tested positive like back last week Wednesday. And, um, you know, I did like a little bit of uh, – work with clients not much um i did like a couple readings earlier in the week but um mostly i've just been eating soup um and staying wrapped up in my favorite blanket Mm -hmm. (laughs) like a Mm -hmm. little Mm two-year-old or something (laughs) Uh, but today (laughs) today i'm um i'm feeling a little better and um just about like everybody else here in wisconsin we're experiencing like the deep freeze um with some really frosty wind chills to like Mm -hmm. 30 below but right now it's like one degree outside (laughs) but tomorrow it's going to be a balmy 15 degrees (laughs) oh my goodness yes yes (laughs) (laughs) i understand but i'm I'm grateful yeah i'm just grateful to have a warm house and food and to have power because some people have had their power knocked out because of the, yep. the weather. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, that's rough. And that's, you know, the other part of it is is that um, power, and with that, you know, most of, a lot of people may not have, like myself, a fireplace or a pellet stove or any of that, so it is electrically driven in terms of that. So um, there are those issues, and <laughs> I... <laughs> Kind of, I'm, I'm like going, okay, so, yep, just like you, grateful that it goes up to double digits and it gets a little higher and it's like you look at it and you look at the sun if it's nice and clear and you get all excited. So, yeah, totally understand that. So, but yeah. I think we'll just, you know, delve into the subject now because I know this is going to be one of those where we kind of go back and forth and um, there's personal experiences and things to share. So 
uh, I want to give us plenty of time to you know, do that and without feeling rushed. So basically, just to give an idea, number one, I personally think of time as a spiral. Some people, you know, think of it as a coil. Some people are, you know, see it as wheels within wheels, which is a multidimensional point of reference. And linear time is what we live. You know, our physical body sees linear time. And so with the idea of that, you know, the idea of reincarnation, either through your personal beliefs or spiritual beliefs, which put into, you know, affect past lives. So what happens is sometimes due to different things, either in our personal lives that we are experiencing that triggers something that kind of opens a little path and shoots energy to it, at least as far as I see this, um, we wind up having what can be referred to as a past life intrusion. Or, you know, there is something that um, we, again, come with if you're looking at, you know, I don't like, you know, karma is a is a different kind of a word. It does have a certain, mm, you'll get your karma, you do this in this <laughs> lifetime, you get that. But a lot of times it's just energy transference, you you know, the balancing of those scales, which when we talked about Mott, you know, it's about. And so we have that. And it comes, again, there's something that comes through from a past life. And, you know, we basically, for, you know, what I see it as is, um, you know, getting a, going into what we would might call an overlap, something where there's an energy and an experience that signifies a connection that suddenly sets up a, a uh, energy pathway. And there can be different symptoms that, you know, we come up with that are, you know, and I know, Deb, you're going to go into a lot more detail, but just briefly, it can be anything from panic attacks and based on, certain uh, situations or reoccurring uh, dreams um, that, you know, go through phobias, unexplained phobias or fears, um, you know, different kinds of resistance into relationships and unexplained um, physical uh, uh, issues that you get. Uh, So I think a lot of that becomes the physical manifestation of something being triggered and going into that particular connection. And at the point we get that, then, of course, we need to look at, you know, what do we do? How do we go about, you know, you know taking a, a bigger view on it? And at this point, I'm going to hand it over to you because I'd like you to kind of fill out and flesh out some of the things I just sort of touched on because I think once we get a basis of understanding then we can kind of talk more about different aspects that we will bring up you know as we go along so why don't you share uh, some of your ideas yeah well you know I I like that you brought up um, the concept of time Um, because we're you know on this physical plane here we're um, where time is chronological, we experience time moving forward in a really linear fashion. 
and mm-hmm. we measure it, mm-hmm. you know, with clocks and calendars and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I, I, I see, like, this concept is, it is vital to this physical realm because it establishes, you know, continuity in our minds um, to be mm-hmm. able to process everything that's going on around us. Metaphysical teachings have always, uh, since ancient times, have stated that time is much more fluid, and um, mm. you know, and that there are many that believe that you know all time and events are are kind of layered and actually all taking place uh, simultaneously with mm-hmm. the past, the present, and the future all occurring at the same time in different dimensions. Um, so, kind of like with that concept, um, we can start to kind of look at, like, what, you know, what a past life is. And that, you know, like you pointed out, is that whole um, core belief with um, reincarnation. And so Mm -hmm. that's basically, you know, um, known as rebirth, um, which means that our soul is born again into the physical realm. And, um, you know, so it's believed that uh, the circumstances of each time a soul turns to a new body um, is usually determined by the growth and goals that were achieved in the previous life, um, along with what needs to be accomplished in the next life. So many believe that that process continues until the soul has evolved to its highest state and then um, merges back with its source, or what some may think of as creator or the source um and so that's a very like kind of a very generalized um concept of what what that is um Mm -hmm. but i think it's it's thought that like we're shielded from the memories of our past lives because they would overwhelm or interfere with the process of our current life um right and so it's interesting though that children you know well often remember details, um, and sometimes as adults, we may even still have some deja vu um, or like a bleed-through of a past life, little snippets. Um, And so, um, and that's, you know, that happens to a lot of people that um, deja vu might be triggered by going to a place that we've never been to before, uh, but it will seem like really familiar. other ways it might happen is uh, memories leading through into our dreams or uh, by reading a book or seeing a movie where there's a certain scene that makes us um, feel like we've experienced that before. Mm-hmm. And um, so what I think happens, though, is um, there's like, um, if we have like a past life where there is some kind of a trauma, um or some kind of a startling event, um, psychic debris um, will usually be present. Um, and it'll show up like sometimes as negative thought forms or emotional or mental blockages. But um, the main cause, I think, of psychic debris is unprocessed emotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, I think that we can all relate to that. A lot of us have, you know, 
at certain times in our life had unprocessed emotions and realized how that affected us. Um, and so the unprocessed emotions or psychic debris can accumulate in a person's aura where their chakras will, over time, and if, um, especially, you know, if they're not processed or um, released. So, um, you know, just in life in general, we might have something that triggers um, an over amount of anger or fear or anxiety. And when we relive those experiences in our mind, um, that can also create psychic from the negative emotional charge that's connected to it. And mm-hmm. so um, so there's a lot of different things that can cause that in this current life, but usually we're able to work through those and process them. The thing that happens is that um, a, um, in a past life, you might have what they call like a... a a past life um, or a root event is what I've heard it referred to a lot of times, where um, in that past life maybe it happened so suddenly or so um, so overwhelming that the person was not able to process what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so something like that lots of times might, um, it's, it's funny, like with a past life, um, intrusion, you might end up having, um, you know, physical problems, um, emotional problems, or spiritual problems. But usually, if there's some kind of an accumulation of psychic debris, sooner or later, it will kind of filter down and manifest as a physical problem. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of times, people. <laughs> Uh, immune systems might be compromised. I don't know what was happening with me over the last week. <laughs> I don't think it was a past life intrusion, but um, <laughs> but I did catch yeah. COVID. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, no. um, the thing with the you know the um, with a past life intrusion is that um, you might have something going on where uh, you might have. Um, like chronic uh, fear, chronic pain, um, or other things that are going on, and you can't really trace the cause of it. Like you don't know why that's that's happening. It's nothing that you can trace back to an event or a problem that you had in this lifetime. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where um, I know we were talking before, and I'll um, I do. Um, past life healing for people, and also um, soul retrieval. And so there's some similarities but some differences, those two things. And with a soul retrieval, that will happen like if the person, um, client presents, and they have like a feeling of soul loss, like they feel like they lost a part of themselves. And that can be... um, traced back to an event that happened in this lifetime. The Mm -hmm. thing that's different and where you can kind of discern whether it's uh, possibly a past life issue is that you cannot trace it back to anything in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. And and, um, 
but you'll still have something that's going on that is, you know, causing problems, you know, either in the physical, <clears throat> emotional, or spiritual um, bodies. And so mm-hmm. some of the signs <laughs> you might ask, I hear you barking. Um, no, I guess oh, no. that's the car outside. <laughs> um, but um, some of the signs of a past life intrusion um, can be like a real strong sense of deja vu. Now, usually that's not so troubling because that might be more like just a breakthrough or bleed through. Um, other things might be um, feeling like a strong sense of affiliation or closeness to a set of people. And, uh, you know, conversely, it might be having a strong aversion to mm-hmm. a person or a set of people. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, exactly. You know, sometimes feeling uh, like an overwhelmed feeling of being drawn to a certain place in the world that you would like to go to, and you're not sure why. <laughs> you don't have any affiliation with it, but you feel very drawn to it. Um, mm-hmm. Some... Um, some people might have unusual memories um, that nobody else in their family has. Uh, they might have um, recurrent dreams or nightmares. Um, and in the dream or the nightmare, they have a sense of being very familiar with unknown people or places. Um, and some people say that having an unusual birthmark can sometimes be an indicator of a significant past life deleting through. Oh. Now those things aren't so. Um, <laughs> yeah, isn't that isn't that interesting? It makes you wonder, like, if you have anything, you know, any significant marks on your body. Like, hmm, I wonder what that if that's connected to anything. Right. Um, and so I would say, like, the doing a past life healing though would be like not everybody who has an intrusion or um, or take that back, not an intrusion, but like a bleed-through or a breakthrough, not everybody needs to have a past life healing. It's only when that um, bleed-through becomes more intrusive and actually causes some problems, um, either with your health or how you're feeling. Sometimes people Mm -hmm. might feel very blocked because they can't, you know, maybe relationship problems. Um, So... So that's when you would look at, you know, um, take a closer look at what it is and then possibly um, do a past life journey with the um, main intent of healing that past life. Mm-hmm. Also, I think it's it's sometimes you're drawn to, as you said, drawn to certain places, certain um, historical times. I mean, People get really fascinated. I know that for a very long time, um, mm-hmm. you know, in Egypt. And I was really in fascinated with Egypt and, and all the different mm-hmm. things about Egypt. And um, there were certain things that I knew. And obviously, as I went on into my own, you know, explorations, mm-hmm. uh, I understood. And so there were certain things that I I could I could feel, and mm-hmm. I knew they were coming from that time frame. But I think a lot of people, mm-hmm. and it's you know a lot of times, oh, I mean, reincarnated this this person or that person. I think it's maybe more they're getting a slightly dis 
um, a slightly distorted uh, energy pattern coming to them from someplace where they mm-hmm. did have a life, but they mm-hmm. can't quite put it into terms. So the most iconic person or situation would be how they could define it because that was that, that's a, a something big enough that they could you know kind of grab a hold of and you know they're not necessarily mm-hmm. going out of their way to find someone to to help them through that so um you know we we've, we've got that to look at too i know there's a lot of people um that you and i both deal with that you know will come up with statements about what they feel they were you know part of or the the people that they they suddenly are drawn to like you said soulmates you know the the energy pattern and um i feel that that's part of our job is to help mm-hmm. even the limited way that we do it you know without doing it as a specific task we will help you with this past life you know intrusion mm-hmm. or this past life bleed through or whatever um to help mm-hmm. them not be so obsessive because that's the other part is something like that when it's not taken care of it becomes an obsession mm-hmm. and that's the you know the darker side of it and i know we're close to our you know not close close but close enough to our break mm-hmm. time but do you have any you know we've got about 3 minutes so is there anything you want to yeah. kind of add um yeah just that um i think it's not too unusual for um people to have um you know different senses of deja vu or being drawn um, to certain places or people. Um, I think Mm -hmm. um, what I was trying to say before is when it becomes more like an issue that you would want something about, it would be more like having either, you know, some kind of a health problem where you can't trace it to any physical cause, like chronic pain, um, phobias, or uh, relationships, mm-hmm. having like some unexplained fears or overwhelming anxiety. Right. So it, um, so it would be something that would end up impacting you, um, and you might have tried like different things to remedy it, and none of those things really seem to work. And you can't trace right. it back to any kind of you know traumatic events in this lifetime, then that's the time that I would go and um, consult with a healer who knows about such things and see, you know, see if that's a possibility. Right, right. Well, we're yeah. almost at our, our, our <laughs> break time. So uh, when we do come back, um, both Deb and I will, you know, obviously share some of what has happened to us in terms of <laughs> what a past life intrusion is and then kind of explore how we go about you know healing that or or working on it so i'm going to turn it over to our um, tech person to be able to give us our break you're listening to the witch the priestess and the cauldron a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages.
are listening to the LMC Radio Network, broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootbook Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays, 4 to 5.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, in syndication, Tuesdays. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Deborah Voigt, Tuesdays, 4 to 5. The Now You Know Show with Professor Porterfield, in syndication, Wednesdays. And The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Miss Phoenix LaFay, in syndication, Thursdays. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Well, now that we're back from our commercial, um, mm-hmm. it would be nice for each of us to share what we have experienced as, you know, let's just call it a you know, past life intrusion or something of that nature. And I'm going to let you go first, and then we'll let yeah. me go second. And you can give out some of that information, because I found yours very fascinating when you told me that. Oh, well, thanks. Yeah, I... Um you know, I I began studying Reiki back when, um, like in 2007, and um, I started getting more interested in like healing um, practices, kind of going beyond that. And so that's when I first got interested in like the whole um, past life healing. And um, right around that time. Um, I had some stuff that had been going on where I um, I had this, you know, that feeling that you have when you're sleeping and just before you wake up and you feel like you're falling and you kind of startle awake. And, um, and that started happening to me kind of more frequently um, when I was kind of in that in-between place, you know. Between. And um, this... Um, started happening a little more and a little more, and pretty soon it seemed like it was happening just about every night. And it was just such an odd thing. And um, after a while, I started experiencing that sensation of falling um, and, like, an impact feeling, you know, um, while I was awake. And I would be, you know, just going about my daily stuff, you know, I'd be at my nursing job walking down the hall, and um, I'd get that sensation of falling and, and impact. And um, it really was kind of overwhelming at the time. And that's when um, I met um, someone who was able to do this whole uh, past life journey with me. Um, actually, it was... Um, me and my sister were both very interested in this um, for different reasons. And I, um, when I went through that process of the past life journey, what happened was I saw myself as a warrior. And I was on top of this 
huge wall fighting, and I got knocked off the wall uh, down to my my death. And it was like Mm -hmm. just having that happen and seeing that, the really, um, I would say, cool thing about that, the really healing thing about that was that once I saw what that was and just um, see like, sort of like the insight about what happened to me to cause that, that sensation went away. and I haven't had any problems with it since. And um, that's, that's my, um, my story for, um, and I, that I end up telling a lot of clients about where I had this symptom. It, I couldn't, you know, trace it back to anything, um, any kind of medical condition or any kind of physical thing that had happened to me or any traumatic thing that had happened to me in this lifetime. Um, but it was something that was coming up and happening more and more. And just, you know, being able to go through that and uh, receive the insight of what happened was what healed it. And um, so mm-hmm. I, I was, you know, very excited about past lives and past life journey ever since that happened for me. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it's kind of interesting because you had physical symptoms. I didn't. I, well, the one that we're going to talk about was more <clears throat> based on a journey that my, hus- my ex-husband uh, and I took with our one-year-old daughter back in um, 1986 when, you know, there was going to be a harmonic convergence. So we left Northern California in a literally a converted hippie VW van with, you know, some <laughs> of our products from our store and took off like real true hippies um, to, Me- uh, to New Mexico and the, and the Arizona area. And one of the areas I kept, you know, he would let me decide where we were going to go because I would do runes. At the time, I would throw runes, I, you know, and which way we were going to go. So, you know, the, mm-hmm. the magazine, I swear we probably used more gas and more mileage because we've traversed everywhere um, <laughs> back and forth. But this one was I needed mm-hmm. to go to El Moro, and it's a, a mesa in Arizona um, mm-hmm. near the Zuni Reservations area and that, that area. So I... I that's where we went and we parked the car and of course it's a national park. So we get up, we start walking up or it's up to the Mesa and then, you know, it's kind of shaped as a U. And so we're walking along and I had my daughter on one of those baby, you know, backpack things, front pack things. And, you know, we're walking along and as we get to the center of that U, mm-hmm. I start getting a little bit like, Oh my God. And I mean, realizing this is a very wide you know, uh, Mesa, uh, you know, way it's set up. It's very wide. There is nothing narrow. Um, they really didn't have any kind of uh, railings because it was so wide. So I'm walking and all of a sudden I start, you know, kind of stumbling a little bit and, and I kind of stop, you know, stop and get my bearings. And I start getting this, this panic feeling. I mean, this abject panic. And I'm walking and then suddenly I just fall to my knees. Of course, my husband was looking at me going are you okay you know and he comes over you know I go no, no don't you know like pushing him away because I know there's something yeah. happening and what I'm seeing is that um myself and another woman were basically on this mesa but we were surrounded 
by um, some tribal people, and because that we were identified as witches, we were a threat, and part of that was obviously driving this whole thing, and basically we were thrown over the edge to our death. Oh, shit. And <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm on my oh. knees, literally, my poor baby, I'm holding her, and I'm sort of rocking, and I'm like, you know, and oh. it was just so vivid. And then finally, when, it, when I was able to get through that, I kind of had to take this giant deep breath, and I, mm-hmm. I kind of got myself up, and I was standing there, and I, I was able to literally not go to the edge, but because of safety factor, I was I had my daughter with me, obviously on me. But I could look, and I could feel okay. I was never really problem with you know heights anyway. But the whole experience, and then I was able to to literally in doing that as I started to walk, I could see myself walking through that lifetime of energy and releasing it. And we finished our walk and proceeded to, you know, come down. And, and I started breathing. And he was, like, looking at me. And I just said, you know, kind of put my hand up, like, quiet, I'll talk about it later kind of a thing. And, I mean, he was getting used to different things like this happening because of our my exploration and mm-hmm. his, you know, choice to to stand by me while I was doing all this. So, but it was very wow. visceral. And so for me, it was more about experiencing the location, the the lifetime, and releasing that fear of being different. Because part of the other thing was is that here I was, a, a new mother, and I was started this metaphysical store, and we'd already had a visit from one of the uh, church groups that came in and wanted you know, I was there waiting for, you know, a customer because they were going to pick something up and they wanted to come in and pray for me because it was a, a cult store. And I kind of looked at them <laughs> and I go, well, you know, it's really nice and thank you very much, but I would like you to do it outside. And they did. But, you know, my concern was the same yeah. fear that was always underlying. And after yeah, that, yeah. I it no longer was prevalent. I mean, you know, because... It was in Northern California. We were more open to that. It was all part of that energy pattern that, you know, lives up there. And so it wasn't, you know, a problem. It just that was part of what I had to go through to release that fear of, you know, being different and having this path. So, yeah. Wow. Isn't that something? I mean, that feels like, um, I mean, that was a very spontaneous, very dramatic um uh way that it played out um in your your vision and um mm-hmm. yeah that's um you know i think that i think that it, it does happen like that sometimes where <clears throat> you i mean you can go and like um formally do you know your past life journeying or it can sometimes happen very spontaneously where the whole thing is like triggered you know uh, mm-hmm. It sounds like maybe yours was triggered by the place that you went to. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 It was. And, then, it was, and that happened. I mean. Mm-hmm. Go on, darling. I could. No, I was going to say I can see why um, being um, 
because I, I had that happen when I used to have a shop where um, these, um, not sure what religion they were, I think maybe Baptists or something, came in and they um, started um, like quoting the Bible and stuff mm-hmm. like that about do not suffer a witch to live because uh, I had a bunch yeah. of spirit boards up around the, and I was like, huh. Um, I mean, I can see where, especially with that past life trauma you had, <laughs> that mm-hmm. that would, you know, spur a lot of fear. But then it sounds like after having that happen, um, it must have healed something uh, within you, that psychic debris that was, you know, in your energy field, that you were able mm-hmm. to, like, process it and let it go. Right. Well, it did, and it, you know, and and then there were other things and other places and situations where mm-hmm. I went looking for stuff. You know, I went just like you. We, you know, we start mm-hmm. sometimes with this, and then we we journey to realizing that like we're taking uh, a shamanic healing course or whatever, and and through that we come to another past life you know, experience and, you know, uh, uh, issues <laughs> and we're able to move through it. So um, what are some of the uh, ways that you can do healing of a past life? <clears throat> Sorry, I was just taking a little sip. Um, I don't know why my throat <laughs> is okay. so dry. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, well, it's all right. Know. I've been stepping too. <laughs> um, well, um, to heal um, your past life um, intrusion, you know, if if you figure out that that's, or you're pretty certain that that's what's going on with you, um, I think that you can, I'm sure there's different ways of doing it, and I have to say, I'm not, not a trained shaman. Um, mm-hmm. I am an energy healer, and I would say many years ago, um, I started um, just researching and learning. So I'm I'm pretty self-taught with, um, you know, past life healing and soul retrieval and that sort of stuff. And so what I believe is that anybody can do that, especially if you're um, a person who does a lot of meditation or um, Mm -hmm. visionary work. Um, mm-hmm. I think it might be a little easier if you are highly visual, um, but that doesn't, if you're not highly visual, that doesn't mean that, that you're unable to do it. I would just say that um, I've known um, um, clients that were not very visual and they actually just received their information in a different way where they, you know, mm-hmm. either had kind of like an instant knowing or um, or heard, you know, messages or things of that nature, but um, I think that what what you can do um, is that uh, you can get into, you know, um, a meditative state and and guide yourself to the astral plane, you know, where you can, um, you know, there's different ways that people interpret it. Some, some say it's the Akashic record. Lots of times I'll call it the pool of memories. I I guide people to like sink down into the pool of memories, and then 
basically you're going to be, um, I guess if I would say like step by step, you know, you might want to ask your spirit guide to come along with you. Um, or uh, I know I like to call in any or all helpful spirits before I begin, you know, and just ground mm-hmm. and center yourself and surround yourself with a bubble of protection. And then, you know, set your intention to go to the time and place of the past life and truth. And, um, you know, then just get really relaxed and allow yourself to guide yourself to this astral plane. You know, I'll tell you one of the visuals I really like for, you know, opening a portal and, and going walking through into the astral realm is, I see, like, the energy of my solar chakra expanding. I see it filling the whole room. And this energy from it starts to swirl. And it swirls into the shape of a vortex. Mm-hmm. When I step into that, you know, I, in my mind's eye, I see myself stepping into that vortex, and I quickly will exit out on the other side. And I know that I'm in the right place. I just have to keep walking because I'll keep walking and soon I'll see a window up here. And this window is going to be the space um, or the place where I can see that past life memory play out. Now, I'm real visual, so that's kind of the um, construct that I use. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, so that window will be there and I'll just relax and just, you know, be very receptive and, you know, let whatever it is come to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll stay there as long as I need to, to to see what, you know, is the most important thing that I need to know. And then once I see that, I'll receive um, that uh, awareness or insight. Like when I did it um, many years ago and I, you know, I saw I was up on a wall kind of freaked me out a little bit, and I almost pulled back, but I didn't. So I'm I'm glad that I didn't. I stayed there with it. And then I mm-hmm. saw that I <clears throat> got knocked off the wall. Mm-hmm. And it was like that whole insight was, tri- you know, triggers like a healing response. Because it was like, right. I was like, oh, that's, that's it. That's what it was. And so mm-hmm. that's why I'm having, and what I noticed was that <clears throat> the, as I saw myself, and the thing is that you have to know ahead of time, when you look in that window, you're going to instantly recognize yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to look the same. Um, you're going to be a different person. And um, and just staying with it until you um, can say, like, oh, you know, acknowledge what, what it was. And so... Yeah. Just getting that awareness really, really helps, and it, it is very healing. And then, you know, and mm-hmm. then you bring yourself back, and you just go <laughs> back into that vortex and exit back out. And um, I always think it's very helpful because you're in an altered state of mind. And so just like when you have a dream, um, sometimes if you don't process it or, or write it down or whatever, the details of it will be fuzzy later on. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's always a good idea just to um, put a, a notepad, 
and a pen next to you so that you can uh, write down any anything that you sensed or saw or felt um, during that session and because, um, you know, some of the details might be lost. Right. Yeah, I really think that helps. I'm, I'm yeah. not a big journaling person, but however, with experiences like this, I, I always write them down. Mhm. Mhm. Well, it's understandable because you know I, I am, I am a forever note taker, and even if I don't look at those notes or I can't read the notes, I always thought that you know I'd be a good doctor because nobody can read my notes. Um, <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> You know, it's a way of getting it. It's it's almost like setting it through the system and and not doing a dump as much as it's a way to release it, but keep the essence of what it was that you experienced or you learned or whatever. You know, within the the energy field of your your physical body, and um, you know. Uh, there are a lot of ways to go about it. You can find, you know, a, a practitioner that would help. But, you know, the, the important part is is that from what you've said and from the other things that I've read about, you know, what the process is, it's more about becoming quiet and putting yourself in a space where you opened a portal or an energy field or you open to the process and feel safe while you're doing this. So you could, you know, maybe do a circle or, you know, cast a circle and, and call in your spirit guides, just like you were talking about spirit, you know, helpers and all, and do that to do that or go to your sacred space that you have, you know, your, your you know, they have an altar area and do it within that energy field and work through the process if you choose to do it on your own or you, you know, have, someone that I know at one point I did something that was kind of similar um, but I had a um, I had a monitor she she was my my anchor she was there just to hold the energy while I went through the process she didn't do anything oh. except just be there yeah. while I I mm-hmm. did what I needed to do so um, but that acknowledgement and moving into the to knowing what happened, whether it's like I did, just go to the location and suddenly experience the process or go into a meditative state or, you know, some other form of, you know, prayer and spiritual, you know, um, encompassment of your, your, your being so you can let that happen and move through it rather than keep it um, as congestion in the physical realm. So um, that's good. I know we, you know, there there are benefits. There's a lot of benefits from being able to do this. You know, um, again, increase, you know, we can increase our own uh, self-awareness, you know, and the spiritual growth is enormous when you do this, even if it's, even if you're not in alternate, you know, spirituality groups or situations, you really, people all of a sudden they they're, they look brighter and you might not know it yourself, but you'll come along and somebody might say, boy, you, you really look 
you know, bright today or good. And it's because you shifted. <laughs> it, it does. It lightens up your aura because you. I yeah. really can sense that you know, doing um, energy healing, that people will have like that psychic debris stuck in different um, areas, and it really um, can cause some issues and um, some blockages. Mm-hmm. I know I like to, um, sometimes I'll do kind of like a, um, like a little mini reading um, afterwards just to, if I have like any kind of um, lingering question, um, I might use a pendulum. Um, sometimes I'll do um, a tarot spread, but I'll do the Celtic cross, but I don't do the staff of the Celtic mm-hmm. cross because that's you know typical reading that's where you're um, looking at where things are going moving forward and because this is a past mm-hmm. life that I'm looking at I just you know set down that first card and then the um, obstacle card you know across the main card and then the circumstances or the influences around it so I'll, I'll mm-hmm. do that um, helps it cross just to get like a a little more information or a little more insight into what was going on in that past life. Um, right. Right. Yeah, that that can help. That can be real helpful. And I kind of like uh, oh sorry. I was gonna say no, I kinda no, go like on. using that because that's the divination tool that I'm really using. And so I would just encourage other people to use whatever, you know, if they, something like that, to use whatever divination tool or whatever spread they're comfortable with, but just to mm-hmm. do it from the um, from the focus of looking at a past life rather than looking at the here and now. Right. <laughs> it's funny, I never, you know, I yeah. learned the Celtic cross spread as part of mm-hmm. the, the teaching and all, I could never do it. It never wanted to, It. I would put it down. I could never work mm-hmm. get that spread to work for me. And it was very weird because, you know, <laughs> standard one that a lot of, you know, a lot of us begin with. So you're saying that and I'm laughing going, yeah, well, that <laughs> wouldn't be what I would be able to do, but that's okay. It's, you know, kind of got its own thing. I know that, um, you know, we're getting kind of close, so kind of to wrap up what we're doing here um, is that when you get that sense of uh, peace and you, you're able to, you know, forgive, whether it's the experience lets you forgive, you do it consciously or otherwise, you begin to experience more um, more integrated emotional, mental and physical experience in your body, you will be able, obviously, to know what when that happens. It's like, huh. and it gets you more aware of your physical state in this, you know, more in touch. So, oh, um, absolutely, you, yeah, you really do with that key insight into whatever past through event that was. Uh, really gives you a deeper understanding of yourself. In, in a very much, in a larger sense, because you're looking, you know, at a different time, a different place. And although it's a different view, it's it's still, it is you. Um, mm-hmm. 
and that's um, mm-hmm. yeah, the whole process can be be very healing and and very um, yeah, and, and very illuminating because it kind of it sheds light on circumstances and what or how we responded and what was going on. Mm-hmm. Well, I know we're kind of getting closer to our, our timing here. So mm-hmm. just to, to be able to say that, obviously, to continue with mm-hmm. our month's um, topic, Balance of Shadow and Light, next week we will be doing Overcoming Imposter Syndrome. And I believe we will be also changing. I'm going to kind of jump the gun, but uh, we will be changing our day from Tuesday to Thursday, same time, same channel, <laughs> same environment, Woo-hoo. but we're kind of shifting um, our, a lot, our live version of Witch Priestess and Cauldron. <laughs> and um, at this point, I will say thank you, Nagashiva and Deb, I will let you do your closing line, which I totally adore. And uh, we will see you (laughs) next week. (laughs) That's right. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Everybody, which on, which well, and which wisely. Until next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio broadcast on the LMC Radio Network. Our podcast airs live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Central, and is available for download. Questions or comments on this show or ideas for upcoming shows can be sent to our website at witchpriestesscauldron.com. That's witchpriestesscauldron.com. Until next time, merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be.